It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Okay, I found out something fascinating about Neil Armstrong, a famous astronaut, and it's going to tie in with all of us that have jobs. Okay. Okay, now, and you know, it's like the anniversary of us walking on the moon is somewhere around the 4th of July. Yeah, when you yeah. say Neil Armstrong, a famous astronaut, I yeah. find that amusing. He is the one. He's the guy that took the first step on the moon. But some people may not know that. Your dad was a rocket scientist and worked at NASA, so... Surely they have yeah. school still. Well, sure. I mean, but, don't we teach kids that? But I'm just... Edu- anybody that might not know that, just okay. catching them up real Allegedly. quick. Okay, <laughs> so Cato still thinks it's a conspiracy <laughs> theory. Now, this is going to tie in with us who have jobs. So, Neil Armstrong, first man that walked on the moon, when he died... His wife says she's looking through the closet, and she found some of the NASA equipment Armstrong brought home after the moon mission. It was one small step for man, one giant leap of stealing stuff from the workplace. He took some of the stuff from NASA home with him and hid it in a closet. Good for him. I'm like, he stole from work. You know how much stuff I got from here at home? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. We can all relate to this. We've all taken stuff from work. But it's one thing when you have a job like that. It's like, I'm going to take this spacesuit home just in case I might need it. (laughs) He's he's probably like, I might need to wear this when I'm mowing the lawn sometime, not get all dusty. (laughs) Or his wife might have been kinky. (laughs) Push your suit on. Okay, (laughs) Just think about that that stuff. And I'm like, because most of the time it's office supplies. And like 19% of working Americans admit they have stolen items at work. That's only 19. The rest of y'all are lying. Is yeah. that a copier considered office supplies? A copier. We no. used to have like copiers just sitting around under the stairs. Remember that? They yeah, were I like, didn't take one home. Why not? They well, just sat there forever. I don't need one that well, big. First of all, you got to hire two men in a truck no, to steal that. They only took me and one other person to lift it up. Okay. So paper, <laughs> pens, post-it notes, stuff like that. No, or, or copy machines. I've never taken a thing. Kato Keller. I've never taken a thing. Post-it notes. He's taken more than one thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So the rest of you are lying, though. I ain't lying. Let's see. <laughs> How about, like, let's say if you work at Michelin. Do you just steal like a set of tires? That what? would be pretty bold. <laughs> yeah. You folks at BMW, I'm going to just take us out for a test drive. <laughs> yeah, it rolls off the assembly line, mm. and you're just like, that. don't tell anyone about that one. Mm. <laughs> we hear of celebrities and movies taking props home from their yeah. sets yeah. And, and costumes, and I don't think they're supposed to a lot of times. That's an unusual job. I read Reese Witherspoon has the entire uh, outfit thing from uh, Legally Blonde. The first really? one, she's got the entire wardrobe. Uh, that was the word I was looking for. <laughs> a lot of companies say around Christmas time, this is the number one thing that is taken from the office supply closet. Is it copy machine? It's scotch tape. Oh. <laughs> That's some cheap stealing right there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they sell them in packs of four for nothing. I know, but ta- people are taking those to wrap Christmas presents. <laughs> Good for you. You beat the man. All right. Some restaurant employees admit to stealing food. Well, you know, <laughs> how long has it been under the heat lamp? Yeah, but a lot of times restaurants won't even allow you to take that. Well, but I'm talking about when you are like on the back line, you know, cooking oh, yeah. burgers and stuff. I used to wash dishes at Bojangles, one of yeah. my first jobs, and I would they'd bring all back the food that they didn't serve, and I'd just be eating like I got fat. Okay, you mean <laughs> like what, when someone didn't finish their meal? No, the food that was left over was sitting out that we didn't serve. Oh, we would throw it out. They I wouldn't let you. us take it home. So I'd sit back here and eat a bite of chicken. Oh, yeah. Piece, piece yeah. Of chicken. I'd that, buy one bite off each piece of chicken. Or if you got a bunch <laughs> of nuggets sit there in front of you, they ain't going to miss a couple. 
No. That's jacked <laughs> up, man. They should let you take that home. Yeah. First of all, I'm the person who counts her nuggets, so oh. I would not advise. Well, we're not going to do that to no, you. You steal to from the, the company, not. <laughs> <laughs> not that's, just, that's wrong to steal from a customer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they paid good money for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one restaurant said there was an employee, a co worker was caught stealing steaks. They taped them to their wow. legs. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And they made him pull his pants down. Oh, God. To find the steaks Let's look at your meat. Can you imagine if it was rare? He's walking out and there's blood dripping down his pants. Oh. I'm That's assuming they gross. were not cooked at all. Where was uh, it? Is it a restaurant or yeah, was it a yeah, store? No, it was a restaurant. Okay. Grocery stores say well, people. Even so, you can get out of the freezer. Uh, steal from oh, those geez. places. So, um, I told you I used to be an auditor for a grocery store. We'd mm-hmm. count inventory in yeah. all the stores. And they uh, one manager got fired and we started questioning why. They found a truckload of sugar he yeah really a truckload of sugar and had it at his house i'm like why would you want a truckload of sugar yeah so i don't know he got fired that's a weird must he must have like someone he could sell sugar to he must have yeah that's no oh, sugar all right captain tom and i i'll admit because this was many years ago we'd break into the prize closet at the radio station we kind of oh, had yeah. permission well, from our boss nah, how he I told mean, us that it was okay if we went in the sales prize cabinet Occasionally, we broke through the ceiling tile. He knew about that. No, he did not. I think he did. He did not. I think he did. Yeah. <laughs> you got more than I got. I got a little tiny pair of spe- speakers. You got those huge Sirwin Vegas. Honestly, Tom. Those are good Let's speakers. not compare. And you sold those. I would have liked mm-hmm. those. I hope those speakers don't keep you out of heaven. They won't. <laughs> I've already asked for forgiveness for those. <laughs> they were good speakers. I still got mine. Yeah, I know. I wish I could have had yours. Yours were super good. All right. What is, uh, what, that's probably one of the biggest things we ever sold. I, I would say other than the copy machine, yes. Tori. I played the fifth. No, honestly, what's the one thing you stole from Ford? But let's go ahead and be honest about it. We're going to come clean today, okay? And we need I forgiveness. Don't. It's funny that you say come clean because I stole toilet paper once. Ooh. I was really poor and I couldn't afford toilet paper. Lord. Who would steal from the Yeah, paper work. sack works better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the work toilet paper is the worst. It's like sandpaper. Yeah, it really was. It wasn't a pleasant that's, experience, that's but it's better than nothing. The one thing you stole? Yeah. Nothing better Come on, than now, that. what's the most expensive thing you ever stole? Most expensive? I don't know that I've ever stolen anything super expensive. There was that locket one time when I was a kid at Walmart, but mom made me take it back. Kato, I don't, I haven't, I mean, you take packs of paper. I even was the promotions director and had keys to the prize closet. I never took anything out of that prize closet. Don't try to bring Kato and me down to y'all's thievery level. We're getting into heaven. just say we never stole anything. (laughs) I stole a shot glass when I worked for the grocery store. Hold on now. Kato, he don't steal from work, but he'll steal from a restaurant. I used to steal. I have a whole collection of glasses, shot glasses, wine glasses. And steak knives turned out back. (laughs) <laughs> well, that was my dad. We snuck in his box. <laughs> well, I will night. say I've stolen some gold records before, too. Gold records that are on the wall that right, says at the radio, the radio station. station. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't. There's nothing yeah. here that costs that much money. Those are awards. You stole the station awards. Okay. Whatever. They don't care. Well, I guess that's not as bad as Neil Armstrong stealing a whole space suit. <laughs> I That'd be his cool. Closet. It's not like they're going to reuse it, I don't think. You're probably right. It's probably custom fit for him. Mm-hmm. Think of what he did in that spacesuit. <laughs> yeah, he probably peed in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Every time I hear someone talk about working out and going to the gym, I immediately start trying to think of reasons why I can't do that. Oh, okay. 
So this is going to either be good news if you're like me or bad news if you're trying to work out. Don't you feel sorry for them? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can I just pray with you right now? Yeah. <laughs> you're not making the right decisions in life. Yeah, I feel bad for them. But, you know, they feel like they've stretched their life out another 15 minutes. Good for them. I did see a meme that says if you start seeing joggers in your neighborhood, your property value is going up. Okay. Oh, I thought it was going down. Mm-mm. For me, you know, I, I want to actually defend them, the people that do actually, because you know what, that, okay. that, that, that makes them feel good, Tom. Yeah. They, they like to get out there, and after you do one workout, if you do one, you feel good about yourself. Now, I will say those runners that run like during Christmas time or uh, during the first of the year where it's like 20 below outside. You see them at morning. 6 in the morning <laughs> running and it's, it's raining and snow yeah. mix. I don't understand that one. I did a 5K on Thanksgiving and I was so excited because I'm not really athletic anymore. But I was like at the end of it, I did my little watch, said I burnt, it was 200, 300 something calories. I ate one little Debbie and earned it all back at one sitting. So you what will. is the point? What's the point? I don't know. Well, okay. because it gives, it makes some people feel good. But if you want to get out of it, Tom has some tips. I ran a 5K, but that was because when you crossed the finish line, they handed you a beer. <laughs> so I'm like, how many a, times can I cross over this line? A beer run, that's a different story yeah. right there. <laughs> well, they say one of the hardest parts about exercising regularly, other than actually exercising, is finding the time with work, kids, sure. chores, yeah. making food, all these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now it turns out it's even worse than we thought. What? There's a specific time of day that you should work out. Mm-hmm. A study has found the best time to work out depends on what kind of health benefits you're looking to achieve. For example, if you're looking to lose fat, mm-hmm. women who work out in the morning are more likely to lose excess belly fat. Men who work out in the evening are more likely to burn fat. Huh. And the study also found that evening exercise in women increases their upper body muscular strength, power, and endurance, and it improves their overall mood and nutritional um, feel, filling being filled up. <laughs> okay. It says satiety, but that's a stupid word. That's not even a word. I know, right? <laughs> Try that one with Wordle, y'all. Um, that would work in Wordle, actually. Uh, but they say that the uh, exercise at any time of day does improve your health. However, doing it at a specific time improves different aspects of your health. And so now you're going to be like, well, I, I wanted to lose belly fat and I can't work out in the morning. So why bother at all? Okay. Yeah. Well, they say, they say having a workout partner and having that accountability really helps. So maybe we should all try and work out together. I hate her. <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking at me for accountability, you're in trouble. Right. You're the wrong person. The well, you know what though? I did work out more when I had a, a guy that would meet me. Right. Because so, you didn't want to let him down. Well, yeah. You yeah. want to leave him there alone at exactly. the gym. Exactly. I'd go work out and then hit happy hour. I don't think that was doing me any good. You earned those calories. You're good. Yeah, but I wouldn't have went to happy hour had I not been out <laughs> working out. I'd have just stayed home. When I Netflix. met my wife, she went to the gym every day. And so I wanted to be around her because we were, you know, dating. And so I would go every day to the gym with her. You looked and great during back then. I did, didn't I? You were very tall. I was down to 178. Wow. I haven't seen that side of 200 in years. You look but, good, but your body shape was still just smaller than what it is now. Well, you still had the belly. Thank you. Um, <laughs> well, because you worked out probably in the morning after work. No, nah, I was, Not well, I mean, I would like call it, it noon, but yeah. <laughs> um, well, the problem was we went to, we worked out in Spartanburg at Gold's Gym, yeah. and I don't know if it's still there anymore, but there was a Hops restaurant just down from it, so yeah, we would work out you. and we'd go to the restaurant and eat lunch every day. <laughs> wow. And they had those honey croissants. Oh. <gasps> 
Yeah. My mom used to go to one of the curves in town, and it was in a shopping center with like four restaurants. Yeah, that's tough. So her and her girlfriends would go work out and then hit one of those restaurants every day that they left. Well, sure. <laughs> Is and that I'm the like, women's only thing? Curves? I, yeah, I think yeah, I, I, thought I got kicked out of there anymore. twice. If you walk by <laughs> restaurants past where you're working out, that's bad. Yeah. Yeah. See, well, it's not out. a good plan for the workout place. Right. I used to go to Planet Fitness on Fridays because they do pizza Friday, and that was the day that wow. I would show up. Yeah, a ton. We did a remote live broadcast <laughs> at the Planet Fitness, and we served pizza. Yeah. And some of the I remember that. that. Why are you giving out pizza? Just, it's delicious. We're going to get people here to work out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to go burn it off now. It was good. Worst thing about the working out, though, is like you have a good intentions when you wake up, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to work out later on today. And if you do that, <laughs> you're not going to work out most of the time. Yeah. If, you just, if you can't get up and just do something. Mm-hmm. Working out made me feel like crap. Because here's what? what would happen. Uh, you wake up, you're like, I'm going to work out today. Then stuff would come up and come up, and then at the end of the day, you didn't work out, and you felt bad about yourself because you're like, man, I didn't work out again today. And after a while, I got sick of feeling bad about myself all the time, so I quit working out. And now I don't work out, but I don't feel guilty anymore. Well, and you know what? It, we found out this week at least you can still do 10 push-ups. I know. I'm still up to 10, so yeah. I don't even need to work when, out. When you, <laughs> <laughs> when you can't do 10 anymore, you I might want to think about it. Yeah. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Well, you know, music is magical. That may be one of the reasons why you listen to the Hawk and Tom Show, because we play a lot of it here. Uh, and, you know, I've talked about when babies hear music, they start dancing. They don't know what dancing is. They just start moving around mm-hmm. when they hear music for the first time. I saw a thing in uh, some of the stuff we were reading the other day that says that the songs that get your toes tapping really good yeah, are yeah. good for you. Yeah. They actually improve your brain function. Sure. Uh, music can transport you back into time. You can hear a song and you're like, oh, wow, man. And you, you, you live that moment. It's, yeah. like the, it's like a time machine. Yeah, like apple bottom jeans. Boots with, with the, the fur. fur. With the fur. He the whole was, club looking was looking at her. her. Well, no. apparently music can also save your life. How? Well, they say that, uh, these, this is from doctors. Doctors often recommend that people visiting coma patients play music that has special meaning to that person. Really? Yeah, and oh. I have some stories to back this up this morning. Well, if you're watching the new season, uh, the first part of Stranger, Stranger Things. Things has one of those. <laughs> but not go. a coma, but she listens to music that brings her back from the other side. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. Okay, well, here are some real-life stories. Is that real? Mm-mm. That's not yeah, real. Stranger is. Things is not real. Yeah, All right, so <laughs> Bon Jovi living on a prayer, a guy named David Hassel. He had, was in a car accident. And David Hassel off. It wasn't him. A oh. uh, 22-year-old woke up and started mouthing the words to living on a prayer wow. because it was wow. playing in his room. Oh, so, we're halfway there. He's laying there in a coma. Oh, my God. Living I would have gone back prayer. to sleep. No, <laughs> that was the note that woke him up. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Sounds like this is going to be fun this we're morning. Sing no. So the, Hold on, I got a question. So he's laying there in a coma. Mm-hmm. And someone plays that song on the radio or something. Yeah. And he wakes up and starts singing it. Yeah, he mouths the words. He was just mouthing the words. So he didn't actually just stand up or nothing. No, uh uh. Okay, a seven year old Charlotte, okay, had a uh, brain hemorrhage. She's in a coma. The doctor said that she may not ever come out. And so her mom, she was preparing herself for the worst. The song of the year came on, and it was Adele. Rolling in the deep. And she croaked. You got and this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on. Let me warm up the pipes. No, you don't have to. You don't to All right, well, the song came on, and the mom started singing the song. Well, they would sing the song in the car together. So 
Charlotte smiled. Oh, you made me cry. It was and then her. She woke up and is better. It was her first reaction reaction since she had uh, fallen uh, into a coma. That's and incredible. Two days later, she was talking and getting out of bed. Now oh. that's important. Is that's that not crazy? Wow. See, that's the difference. When you said she smiled, it's like that guy mouthing the words, but that didn't really like save him or anything. This saved this girl. Yeah, she certainly did. So. I thought you were going to say easy on me, and I was wondering if the kid woke up to be like, all right, all right, all right, turn it off. Oh, because it's such a downer of yeah, a song? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Okay, yeah. so the doctors say play your favorite music if there's a friend in coma or, you know, whatever, relative that's in a coma. Here's another story, Brian Adams' concert. A 16-year-old was in a coma for 16, or I'm sorry, six years. So a mom got permission from the doctors to take it to, uh, I guess, the, the Brian Adams' concert. Well, during the show, she opened her eyes and started moving and called for her mom. And wow. said, why am I at a Brian Adams concert? <laughs> yeah. You guys want to sing a Brian Adams song? Okay. Summer of 69. Wow. Tori. I am such a good singer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I have two more stories for you. I don't think we can do uh, that, Hawk. Okay, let's try. <laughs> can we have rehearsal first? <laughs> so a woman was in a coma for months due to a brain hemorrhage, and her husband thought to play their wedding song. What was their da, wedding song? Da, I'll get to that. Da, da. No, not that one. Not oh. that one. <laughs> And so uh, he played their wedding song, and he asked her, do you know what this is? And she nodded, yes, she knew what it was. Their wedding song was Unchained Melody, The Righteous Brothers. Oh, my love, my darling. Giddy Kato. Hunger for your touch. So good. She's like, I know what it is. You forgot my anniversary again. No. What? No, it's a happy memory. We got, yes. we got another song. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can sing this next one, but I will help you out at the end if you can. Uh, uh, let okay. me get ready. So doctors say play music for people in comas. There's this is a little girl, and it's a Chinese girl. She was in a coma for 258 days. Oh, my God. I thought you were going to say years. Her mom <laughs> remembered a funny little song that the daughter used to sing and enjoy, and so she started humming the song. It was Baby a, Shark. No, 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 no. <laughs> it, it might even be worse than that. Uh, 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 uh. Size Gangnam Style. Oh, what? No. And so the little girl laughed. She laughed. And so she repeated this uh, every day. And uh, after a while, the girl learned to speak and walk again. We should play that song, actually. Uh, that's what that's I decided to do. Oh, you're yeah. lying. I think it might wake us all up no. if we're in a coma this morning. <laughs> I'm going to go in a coma. <laughs> no, we're going to play Kingdom Style. Do, 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 right do. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm going to. No, not the whole. Yes. Yes. What the Gundam Style. Wow. You go, girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. You know, it's very difficult as a parent to figure out how much screen time is right for your kids. I'm saying 14 hours. Okay, that's a good number. A day. That's a good number. (laughs) Uh, Some parents are more uh, conventional than you, Hawk, and more strict. Mm -hmm. Some parents are so strongly against screen time, they don't let their kids on computers or devices at all. I always love the people who don't have kids, and they're like, my kids will never have a tablet. Like, all right, Tammy, give it time. Give is that Felicia time. or Tammy? Whoever. <laughs> I didn't realize Tammy was in this. Um, Who's Karen? Where's Karen? And she's the one who complains she, about okay. him having she's too much screen manager. time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, um, it turns out, Hawk, that yours probably a little too much. 
Oh, really? But they have done some studies now, and they're finding that the parents who don't give their kids any screen time are probably not choosing the best course either. Hmm. Now, let me be the first to tell you, it's not my business to raise your kids up. As Hawk has taught me, you mess up your kids your way, I'll mess up my kids my (laughs) way. But the research shows that the social media has become a part of the socialization of kids, and to completely deny it to them actually impedes their progress at socialization. Well, they're using it at school now. I'm like, you know, you go to school, they got to be on the computer. Well, that's not what we're talking about, though. We're talking about social media. Okay. Okay, so that's not just a computer. Okay. But but, but I I feel like they are still using that to get a hold of the teacher and conversing and talking, and so... But that's not what they're talking about. But it's what's going to take over the world. I mean, they got to learn to do Facebook at work eventually because that's when you do it, right? (laughs) That might be what I'm talking about. (laughs) Um, They said they tracked online habits of over 8,000 kids for the last decade, and they found that limiting Internet time too much can backfire. Kids who didn't spend at least some of their free time online had fewer friends and did not socialize as much. Spending a reasonable amount of time on social media actually gave them benefits. So, what was the perfect amount of screen time? Four hours. Three hours. They found the most well-adjusted kids spent one to two hours online on weekdays. I'll say two, Tori. I actually was thinking two, but we can't move And two to three hours on Saturdays and Sundays. What seems like very little time. It does, doesn't it? They can't even finish their stage on their game with that. Uh, Well, now games (laughs) wouldn't necessarily count. This is I I may be, but this is talking a lot about social media. Okay. So it might include the games. I don't know. These days, games and social media interact with each other because when you're playing a game, you're also chatting with half your friends. Yeah. I I have followed something like this for my kids. Um, We also allow less time during the week than the weekends. So we limit it to no more than six to eight hours during the week and no more than 12 to 14 during the weekend. Well, your daughter doesn't play as much as your son. You know what? She does social media, though. Oh, okay. She does a lot of YouTube. All right. She also reads. Facebook, though. Does she do Facebook and take the pictures and see what her friends are saying about Not her on as Facebook? much. We don't, we don't allow them to do Facebook. Um, they don't have Facebook pages. Okay, okay. And they don't really enjoy Facebook, so that's a good thing. Uh, they're much more active in WhatsApp and Snapchat and TikTok. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm joking. They don't have a TikTok either. Yeah. Um, and Or Snapchat and a WhatsApp. Those are all not loud for our kids. But, how, you know, do you throw in gaming time with that? Because I look at it, it's almost like a reward. Because if my son gets straight A's mm-hmm. and he get, turns his homework in all the time, I'm like, you go ahead and play the game a couple hours well, after school we and, do and wind too. down because that's what I do. But you know what you have to watch for, and I've even seen this with my kids, what? is they'll get depressed sometimes, and they'll tell you, I just, I don't feel like I don't know what to do. I don't know what I want to do, and you're like, go outside. They're like, I don't want to go outside, but they don't want to play their game anymore. They're burned out, and so you've got to have stuff for them to do to take them and not let them get to that depression yeah, point. Chores. Yeah, well. That's yeah. not what they're looking for. <laughs> and, Hawk, I don't find playing games relaxing. I get uh, so stressed yeah. out. Have you ever seen him play solitaire? Words? Who? Kiddo, he gets stressed at solitaire. Hey, word trip now. My mom got me addicted to a game. <laughs> I'm oh, addicted to yeah. it too now. Yeah. I'll be honest. My kids, they have been a bad influence on me. I am now playing Fortnite. Oh, are you any good at <laughs> yes, it? Yes. Well, yeah. Not yeah. me. My kids had to help me play that game. I got Victory Royale. 
couple times. Okay, yes. you don't sound like you know what you're talking about. I did. You yeah. go and look it up. I, I mean, know what it one. is, but no one says that. They're like, I won. I you don't say, I got victory royale. Uh, I know what a chug jug is. So does Kato, but that's a different chug jug. <laughs> now that's relaxing. <laughs> and that's socialization. <laughs> okay. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7.